الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى الحمد لله منشي الخلق من عدمي ثم الصلاة على المختار في القدم مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك على رسولك خير الخلق كلهم يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على بشير النذير محمدا مولاي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على طه سيد المرسلين بلغ سلامي روضة فيها النبي المحترم يا خير من دفنت بالقاء أعظمه فطاب من طيبهن القاء والأكم روح الفداء لقبر أنت ساكنه فيه العفاف وفيه الجود والكرم هو الحبيب الذي ترجى شفاعته لكل هول من الأهوال مقتحمي يا رب بالمصطفى بلغ مقاصدنا واغفر لنا ما مضى يا واسع الكرم أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعلم آدم الأسماء كلها صدق الله المولانا العظيم On one occasion, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam was going for some of his work. As he went, he passed by a qabr and Allah granted him kashf. That is, what is happening in the qabr, Allah showed him. And that person was being punished with the fire of Jahannam, azab from Allah Ta'ala. Isa alayhi salam completed whatever work he was here to do. He came back, he passed by the same qabr. Allah again gave him kashf. And now he saw that that person is in the gardens of Jannat. And malaika are coming with trays of noor and presenting it to him. In other words, great enjoyment he is in. So he made two rakats of namaz and he turned to Allah. And he asked Allah, I don't understand. A little while ago he was in your adab. And now I see that he is in your rahmat. In your great, great enjoyment. Allah Ta'ala informed Isa salam that this banda of mine, the servant of mine, was a very big sinner. He com- committed great, great sins. So I was punishing him for his sins. When he passed away, he left his wife expecting his child. The child was born. The mother grew up the child. When the child was ready to go to Makta primary madrasa, she sent the child. The Ustad there told him, Ibni Iqra, my son, Beta Par, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. As soon as he read that, Allah Ta'ala says, Fastahiyaitu min abdi. I became shy about my banda. I'm punishing him in the inside of the earth, the cover, with my punish, with my fire. And his son is taking my name on the surface of the earth. And what a name. Bismillah. The, in the name of Allah. Who is Ar-Rahman. Most merciful. Who is Ar-Rahim. 
and Allah give us tawfiq to understand the value of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Today our lives are void of Bismillah. When we eat also, good, good people know Bismillah when we start to eat. We do any work, no Bismillah. Everything, a thing that is started without Bismillah, there is no barakat in there. There is no goodness in there. Everything we should say, Bismillah. So Allah Ta'ala then remove the adab from that person. We see the great value of our makatib, our primary madrasas, the maktab. That how many of us, we are all sinners. But just our son goes there and Ustad tells him, he starts reading his sabak, Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim, and children like to shout at the top of their voices. They are reading loudly, loudly. Allah's rahmat comes down on the parents who are living also and who have passed away also. Allah give us tawfiq to understand the great barakat of Qur'an Sharif, the great barakat of Bismillah, the great barakat of our makatib, sending them to school, pre, uh, pre, uh, preschool, and kindergarten, and all that, you won't get all this. This is for the deen of Allah, madrasa ta'anim. But unfortunately, many of us, we are such that we, for any small excuse, we keep the child away from the maktab. Hey, school is like farad. One person told that when uh, uh, in the morning, when uh, the people asked him that your son hasn't come for Fajr namaz, he says, you know how the children are today. I was waking him up and he just wouldn't get up. And you have to have diplomacy with the children. You have to treat them. You have to be very tactful with them. Otherwise you lose them completely. So I was going to miss my own jamaat. So I came. So he says, okay. And then when he goes home and now eight o'clock he has to be at school. Now he's not getting up. Now no diplomacy. Now he doesn't go and tell the principal, you know, that how the children are of today. They don't get up. They are lazy. But there the belt will come out. Get up and go to school. Even if it's without breakfast, but you be on time for school. So dunya, we give so much importance. And deen, which is all our benefit. And dunya, in many cases, as we have made our dunya full of nuksan for us. But we give preference and we give importance to that. Quran Sharif is that uloom that nothing in the world can match, it, match the uloom of the Quran Sharif. One time a professor, atheist, told the children that the Quran Sharif is not a perfect kitab. There are faults in the Quran Sharif. And he said the Quran Sharif says that مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِرَجُلٍ مِنْ قَلْبَيْنِ فِي جَوْفِ Allah has not made for any rajul, for any male, two hearts inside him. So why did the Qur'an Sharif say rajul male? For even a woman, she also only got one heart. So they should be مَا جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لِأَيَّ إِمْرَيْنِ لِأَحَدٍ مِنْ قَلْبٍ For no one Allah made two hearts. Why did Allah specify a male? So a young boy stood up and told him, Sir, when a mother is expecting a child, so now she has got her heart and the child's heart also. So there are two hearts in her. And if she is expecting uh, twins, then she has got three hearts in her. So for a woman, uh, there are more than one heart. 
So Allah made it clear for a rajul, a man doesn't expect. And they can try their best with all their lesbianism and all their gay business. A man will never give birth to a child. It's a woman who will give birth forever. I usually say that the mufti, that people ask the masala if you can get married over the phone. And if there are two witnesses, etc., some muftis permit, other muftis don't permit. So now perhaps we will ask in our time now whether you can get married over the internet. Eh, that you make your proposal, it is accepted on the other side. There are two witnesses present. Some muftis might agree, some might not agree. But even if all the muftis agree that you can get a child over the internet, that you will never get. Eh, for that you will need khalwat sahiha A few minutes you have to be together, then you can get a child. You won't get it over the internet. And on one occasion, in America, in a maternity home, two children were born to two women. One was a boy, one was a girl. And very, it doesn't happen, but sometimes these things happen, they got mixed up. That the who, boy, who does he, the boy belong to, which mother is the boy, uh, the boy is the, to that mother, and the girl to who does she. So it was, they were losing their job also. And whatever procedure, they are very particular and they don't make this mistake. But it happened. Now they were in a big problem and they were going to lose their jobs also. So the American doctor told the other doctor, an Egyptian doctor, Muslim doctor. He told me, you always tell me your Quran has got the solution to everything. Now give us the solution. Our jobs are at stake. What a big uh, 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 our reputation is at stake. How could we have made such a mistake? So he contacted the ulama in his country. They told him, this is not in our domain. You made this mistake there and it's not in our control and we haven't got anything to say. But he said, but just ponder over the ayat li zakari mislu hazil on sayin. That for a male is double the share of a female. That is the rule of the Quran Sharif. Males will get double of what the females get. So he thought, thought, Allah put it in his heart. He went to the hospital, he told his American doctor friend, I got the solution. Quran gave the solution. What is the solution? He said, take the milk of both the women, the breast milk. And in our times now, analyze it in the laboratory. And Abad, 100% they found that the one mother's milk had doubled the nutrients Quantity was the same, like 10 milliliters, whatever it is. But, uh, but the nutrients, everything, the one mother's was double of the other mother's. So it became clear, the one who is double, the boy belongs to him. And the other mother who had half, the girl belongs to him. And a very similar case happened in the time of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. The Arabs, they were very fond of male offspring. And they felt very, very bad if a female was born. So two women gave birth there also, a boy and a girl. The woman who gave birth to a girl, she was claiming the boy is her son. So an argument started, so the case went to Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, take the milk of both the women, the quantity the same of both. But, and then weigh it. And when they weighed it, Abad, the one woman's milk, had doubled the weight, quantity the same. 
But the one woman milk was double of what the other woman was, it was half. So he said, that is your answer. Now you can see who the boy belongs to and who the girl be. So this is our Qur'an Sharif and the ulum of the Qur'an. And not only this, innumerable other cases, what the beauty and the uh, greatness of the Qur'an Sharif is. It's a pity we don't understand what a great kitab we have got. Somebody gave a beautiful example of this, like somebody who has got a, a, a treasure box of wealth, gold, silver, diamonds, everything. And on top of it, there is a snake sitting. The snake can't benefit from all that, and it's not allowing anyone else to benefit also. We have got that, and we are like that snake on top. We are not benefiting from what the Qur'an is, and we are not letting the people. We have to be leading the people, telling the people about the Qur'an Sharif. Not that we are learning science from them, and not that we are learning psychology from them, and not that we are having this June month with special month for all the evil and dirt. dirt. That is not our work. We have to be leading those people. But unfortunately we are like those snakes, that we are not benefiting from the Qur'an Sharif and we are not letting other people see the great power and the great uh, strength that the Qur'an Sharif has got. So today we find ourselves as Muslims also, non-Muslims are non-Muslims. Allah says, رُبَمَا يَوَدُّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَوْ كَانُوا مُسْلِمِينَ ذَرْهُمْ يَأْكُلُونَ وَيَتَمَتَّعُونَ Leave them alone, they are animals. Let them carry on like animals are grazing in the land. These non-Muslims are like that. Muslims are not like that. Muslims are people who have got the, the greatest asset in their life. And they've got the greatest maqsad and object of their life. We are not just like animals grazing and walking around. No object. Unfortunately, how many of us today we became like them? That today sports is very important. And uh, watching sports and uh, all this, uh, whatever, all other things... That's not how we had to be leading the people to the heights of morality, to the heights of decency, to the height of gratitude of Allah Ta'ala. Not that we became animals like them. They are like the Jews in the zoo. They are just animals in the zoo, these people. We are the people to lead everyone to righteousness. So these people, they are very, very influenced by technology. And very sadly, many of us are also influenced by technology. That what and what technology, where it has reached, and what and what doesn't it do, as far as communication is concerned. You, while sitting here, somebody can type a message, or a voice message, and it's gone to Australia, it's gone to Canada. In a few seconds time, it's gone in the whole world. Amen. We, we do get influenced by that. What technology? As far as transport is concerned, before to reach one place to another, how, what was it? And today, uh, in a few people are sitting at an airport in the waiting lounge, and perhaps five, six hundred, two, one, two thousand people. In another, another five, six hours, one is gone to the east of the world, one is gone to the west of the world, and all in comfort in the jets we are sitting, and air conditioned, and all the food is being served. Everything, comfort and luxury is being, uh, there is. Everything, in all fields, we also get impressed what uh, technology has done and where technology has taken us. But this is really for those people who know Qur'an Sharif 
and the value of the Quran, they will never be impressed with this technology. This technology is far backwards stuff. But because we don't know Quran, Sharif, we think that technology has gone so far. And what in what technology? It, uh, we, uh, we, like a person who doesn't know at all what uh, to count one, two, three. And somebody counts one, two, three in front. Oh, he's a big alama, he's a big professor. He knows one, two, three till ten. He knows A, B, C, A, B, C. Because we, he doesn't know it himself, he thinks this person is so much. We don't know what the Quran Sharif is. We are thinking this technology, where it has gone. And in all the other fields of technology. And as inshallah I will explain, we all will see and understand that really it is the people who have got knowledge of Quran who are the most advanced. And technology will want to drown itself in front of these people. If we have Quran in our lives, these people of technology, with all what we also unfortunately are thinking, they're so progressive, and what they have done in the world and what they have achieved, we will also realize that these people are nowhere. So one thing that we lack, and which we shouldn't be lacking, Al-Mu'min yanzuru bi nurillah. A mu'min looks by the nur of Allah Ta'ala. And be careful that he is looking, uh, Al-Mu'min. Ittaqi firasat al-mu'mini. Fear the firasat, the inside, the foresight, the deep side. How a mu'min thinks. Fear that he, th- he sees things that you don't see. فَإِنَّهُ يَنْزُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ He is looking with the nur of Allah. And technology and all the secular education denies the existence of Allah. Denies all religions, Islam and all religions. Where can they have that nur of Allah Ta'ala? Where can they know this? They only ya'lamuna zahira min al-hayati dunya They only know the zahir of this dunya. Wahum anil akhirati hum ghafilun. They are totally unmindful of the akhirat. They don't know what is the akhirat. They don't know the existence of Allah, the qudrat of Allah. Allah Ta'ala, when He punished the people of Nuh salam, which we all know, water from the skies came down. Water from the earth came down. Allah gave them the punishment of water. They were drowned in water. And from there, from water's punishment into the fire of Jahannam in the Qabr. Water and fire don't mix, they don't go together. But Allah's Qudrat is above everything. Many places in the Quran Aziz. That is not difficult for Allah. Things that we bamboozle our minds. Allah says, for me it is not difficult at all. Complete opposite things. Once we were in Jamaica and they took us for a boat ride on the sea. And at one place they showed that here are some plants in the in the water and those plants are they are burning hot plants in the water so I thought I'll touch they immediately pull my hand they say if you touch it you will burn terribly you, you won't be able you, you'll become you'll have to be hospitalized with that burn you can't uh, it's so strong so Allah's Qudrat in water he's got that fire burning those plants which burn you in the water it is. So Allah's Qudrat is above everything. So anyway, so we are impressed with all that. If we knew Quran Sharif and the Qudrat of Allah and how great Allah Ta'ala is and that the Quran Sharif is that kitab, la raiba fi. 
There is no doubt that it is from Allah. There is no doubt in the Qur'an Sharif, in any and everything of the Qur'an. It might be the shortest of mine. I don't understand. I can't explain it. But the Qur'an Sharif is 100%. So that is the Qur'an Sharif which is absolute. And there, Darwin's theory till today, over 300 years, it's still a theory. The Big Bang theory is still a theory. It's not a fact. They themselves can't tell it's a fact. They have to say it's a theory. And what Quran Sharif has said is 100 solid facts. There is absolutely no doubt. Unfortunately, we haven't made effort on our Iman. And we got doubts in the Quran. And what, the, what these people tell, the scientists what they say, the politicians, what the TV and the media say, those have become our gods. We take it like absolute. And with Qur'an Sharif we doubt whereas it should never be like that. So if we look back just to understand we haven't got foresight to see, we haven't got insight to see and we don't look at it hindsight, reverse also, back also we don't see. About 300 years ago or so, plus minus 300 years ago, till that time, till about 300 years ago, all education of the dunya was given from the religious uh, places. The Jews also, the Christians also, the Muslims also. All dunya's education was given from the masjid. And it was given under the Qur'an Sharif. The Qur'an Sharif controlled everything. And the Qur'an Sharif, and nobody can deny the necessity of dunya's education. Dunya, we know we need a house to stay we need food to eat, we need clothes to wear, so that is dunya. There is a difference between dunya's education and secular education. Secular is that which is another smart word for atheism. That is, it denies the existence of Allah. Secular education, a secular state, secular government is that in which they don't accept Allah Ta'ala. Once in Turkey about 40 years ago, it was not the time of Erdogan, which is now presently, uh, in a, some small town they had built a dam for water conservation. When it was built, for the opening of it, they had a function. And in the function, the mayor of the town said, just tell so much, he only said, by the fuzzle of. He could not still say Allah, and they stopped him there and then. And then he apologized. They did not accept his apology. He was fired there. How can you say by the fuzzle of Allah? We built it. We are in charge. We did all the planning. We did all the work. Allah got nothing to do it. Well, he has That is what is called secularism. That Allah doesn't exist. Allah doesn't do anything. No religion comes in secularism. Their religion is madiyat is worship of the dunya, that you must just do your desires what you want to do. You want to be a homosexual, you must be permitted. You want to be a lesbian, you must be just what you want to do. So it means if you want to stay stupid, you must stay stupid. You are born poor without anything to your credit, whole life you must remain poor. You got nothing, you must stay like that. Everyone, just what he wants to do, with whichever woman he wants to satisfy himself, his mother or his sister or his daughter, he must be allowed. Everyone, what your desires are, this is their stupid way of life. And we have got a pure, noble way 
of which Allah Ta'ala has given us. So, this is what is secularism. And dunya's knowledge uh, is permitted. And uh, like any way it is permitted. If it is under the Qur'an Sharif, and the barakat of Qur'an Sharif comes, but in any case, dunya's knowledge, even under the Qur'an Sharif, can never compare with the knowledge of the Qur'an. Qur'an Sharif, hadith, the knowledge of our deen is the most superior. For necessity, dunya's education is permitted, no problem. But it can never compare. Some people took out a pamphlet. First of all, they are celebrating Teacher's Day. There is no Teacher's Day in Islam. Where all this Teacher's Day come and Valentine's Day comes and Mother's Day and Father's Day, nothing like that. Every day is a day for a Mother's Day and Father's Day in Islam. And in there they congratulating all and uh, congratulating and saluting all the teachers of the world. Those who are teaching lesbianism, those who are teaching Darwinism, they are congratulating all. And they are our Muslim leaders who are doing this. How can these things ever be permitted? Impossible. But we have lost, uh, we have lost it completely. We don't know in which direction we are going. So anyway, Qur'an Sharif, when it is taught, and under Qur'an Sharif, dunya's education is also given, the amount of barakat that is in there. So this was carrying on in the world till about 300 plus some years it was carrying on. The first person to change the system was Julius Caesar. When he had declared, he said, give to God what belongs to God and give to the church what belongs to the church. Give to the state what belongs to the state. Give to religion what belongs to religion. He separated the two. And from there, over 300 years, they have reached now what we call secularism, which is atheism. And now they are going to lesbianism. And now they are going to all the stupid things of X, Y, Z. And one, two, three, and all that rubbish of theirs. They are going into all that. The months they are declaring, this is a month for all this. All that they wear after 300. It started where and where it landed. And what a small thing it started and where it has gone now. So that was about the, Before that, all education, even dunya's education was in the masjid. And it was under dini education, under Quran education. Uh, it was given. So now go back a little further, 700 years ago. When Muslims were ruling in Spain. And when the dunya's education was under the uh, Qur'an Sharif. At that time, the Muslims had reached those heights that nobody can imagine. The world was in darkness. At the time when Europe believed that the world is flat like a tabletop. And if you go to the end, you will fall down. When Europe believed at that time that the world is supported on the horns of a bull. That the world is not by Allah's Qudrat, Allah has made it. And it is supported like that by Allah's Qudrat. They believe it is on the horns of a bull, the earth. And all other funny, stupid beliefs, the dark ages of, the, of that period, where they were completely lost in darkness. At that time, Muslims were at the height. And, for example, Bu Ali Sina was a Muslim who is the father of medical science till today. They changed his name into Avicenna. 
and all our things, all our great achievements as far as dunya, which we it's not a feather in the cap for us. It's one necessity and who are interested in that field. They, for us, Quran and Hadith is the greatest education. But even so, this dunya's education, Muslims reach that height. This optics of the glasses, it was invented at that time. The telescope and the microscope and the printing press. The Muslims were the first people who had invented the printing press. And if we, when at one time we went to Canada, where they've got that, uh, what you call that? It's a science center. And in there they explain all the things. They've got one special section of what the Muslims had achieved. And what the Muslims have given to mankind. Not only to the West, to the whole world. So Muslims had reached that great height. And how did they reach that? When the knowledge of dunya was under the Quran Sharif. So the barakat of Quran Sharif was there. And in that masjid where Quran and Hadith was taught also, all that barakat was there. And these people also benefited. And they reached these great, great heights. And these people, what they have done? The West, they have just hijacked everything from the Muslims. They took everything and now just put their own names and changed a little bit outwardly and they say we have invented this and we have done this. Whereas in reality all this is the achievement of the Muslims. And at that time when dunya's education was under the Quran Sharif. This is about 700 years ago. Let us go further back. About 1400 years. The time of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhu. At that time, see, when this dunya's education was under deen, deen and Quran and hadith was the most superior. And these things were under there. At that time, the Muslims, when they had to go to Bahrain, and they had to cross the waters, and they needed a bridge now to cross, according to dunya's. But at that time, the Amir, he said that, first, let me make dua to Allah. Turn to Allah Ta'ala. So he made his dua, etc. And then he told them, now what your horses, you cross the water. Eh? And they crossed in such a way that even the hoofs of the horses didn't get wet. They didn't build an emergency bridge there. They didn't go and build a bridge and use all this technology. When this dunya's education was under Quran, what barakat there was, which technology till today can never dream of doing also. And when the people from the other side saw the Muslims coming with their horses over the water, they said, Dio Ahmadan, Dio Ahmadan, oh, these are jinnats that are coming. Jinnats, who are, how can human beings come with their horses over the water without a bridge also? This is what Allah Ta'ala had given. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is on the member of Medina Sharif. The army is fighting in a certain place and the enemy was going to attack them from the back from a pass in the mountain. Yeah, without any uh, laptop, without any thing of this technology or anything, he announces from the member of Medina Sharif, Ya Sariya al-Jabal. Watch the mountain. Watch the pass in the mountain at the back. And Allah conveys the sound of his to them. And they, are, they take their precautions and they are safeguarded. Eh? When the Sahabi, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Amr ibn al-As, radiallahu anhu, most probably it was, when he went to Egypt 
and he wanted to know the direction of the Qibla. And till today, according to geography, they come to different, they got different ways to work it out and they come to different directions. But he turned to Allah Ta'ala, Allah showed him the direction. And till today, that is the perfect direction of the Qibla. So this is all dunya's knowledge when it is under Qur'an Sharif. This is the great, uh, what, what we achieve. And then in the time of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, Allahu Akbar, pebbles give shahadat in the hands of Nabi sallallahu alayhi A tree tears its way in the ground and comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The mimbar, when before the mimbar was made, there was a tree. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam should hold it and give the khutbah. When the mimbar was made, then uh, the tree started crying. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam consoled the tree where the Muslims had reached. And all the other aspects and so many incidents where, when the dunya's knowledge was under the Qur'an Sharif. And it was controlled by the Qur'an where the Muslims reached. This is roughly 1400 years ago. And there are plenty more incidents. Now there are people, mashallah, so many ulama, we can fill in all the different instances in their places. Let's go further back. We go back to the time of Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, which is a very long time ago, when also dunya's knowledge was under dini knowledge. At that time, Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, on one occasion he says that, Mali la aral hudhud. What is it that I don't see the hudhud, the bird? The hoodhood, yeah, which is my intelligence. It should bring information to Sulaiman Alayhi When hoodhood came, he said that I've seen something and I brought such intelligence to you that in the south, in Yemen, there is the queen Sheba, uh, in the place Sheba, Bilqis, the, the queen. And she's a jinn and she's controlling and ruling over the people there, the jinnat, and they are worshipping the sun. So, see where his intelligence is coming from. A bird is bringing the intelligence. Then he writes a dawah to her, invitation to accept Islam. When the letter reaches her, and who takes the letter? Not a postman, not the courier. The woodhood takes the letter and delivers it to her also. This is where dunya's education, when it is under Qur'an Sharif, where Muslims have free. And today, wallah, we can reach that same heights again. If we bring our dunya's education under the Qur'an Sharif, and we realize that Qur'an and Dini Ta'aleem is superior, this is a necessity, but with the barakat of Qur'an and Hadith, we can reach there also. So she reads the letter, إِنَّهُ min Sulaiman. وَإِنَّهُ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ أَلَّا تَعَلُوا عَلَيَّ وَأَتُونِ مُسْلِمِينَ That this is from Sulaiman alayhi salam. It is Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim That come to me as a Muslim, submit to Allah Ta'ala and do not uh, transgress and do not break the laws of Allah Ta'ala. She puts it into her parliament that I've got this letter that, uh, that I can't make a decision, decision until I ask you people what your opinion are. They say we are ready to fight. We are giants. We are jinnat and we have got strong power. But you decide what you want to do. She says, and what a point and so much of the sawwaf is filled in Surah Namal. She says that, uh, that uh, kings, when they enter, وَإِنَّ الْمُلُوكَ إِذَا دَخَلُوا قَرْيَةً أَفْسَدُوهَا 
وَجَعَلُوا أَعِزَّةَ أَهْلِهَا أَذِلَّ That kings normally when they conquer a land, they cause destruction and havoc. They rape the woman, the, the, the farms they destroy, buildings are destroyed, all wrong things they do. From here, Shah Wasiullah Sahib Rahmatullahi of Allahabad drew a beautiful lesson of the soul. That when Allah enters the heart, then Allah destroys all his opponents, all shaitanism, all evil desires, all youngsters who got this passion for fashion, and they got this passion for brand names, and all the sports, and all the evil. Once Allah comes in the heart, Allah destroys all those, his opposition. Those things which are against, all shaitaniyat, Allah removes it from the heart. And Allah rules. Just like when, when conquerors come, whoever will be their opposition, they either put them in jail or execute them. That we don't want their opposition now. So like that, all Allah's opposition, we just have to get Allah's muhabbat. So anyway, so they said, so she said that uh, if he comes, he will cause destruction here. Then she decides to go there and go and present herself and to accept Islam from her. Sulaiman wanted her to accept Islam. That is the work of a Nabi, to spread the deen of Allah. That should be our work, not that we follow the West, we follow the monkeys of, of the jungle and we become like animals like them. But we should have brought them to understand deen and that they follow deen. So Sulaiman wanted to impress her to accept Islam. So he asked his people that who is it that will bring her throne to me. Her throne was in seven uh, forts, seven castles. And hidden right at the back because it was very valuable. What great amount of gems and stones and diamonds and gold. It was looked after and preserved very well. So he asked, who will bring it to me? So one, قَالَ إِفْرِيتُ مِنَ الْجِنِّ أَنَا A giant of the jinnah said, I will bring it to you. Before you get up from your place, you are having this... Uh, Mashura, this parliament session, before you finish, I will bring it and present it to you. But the person who had the knowledge of kitab, this is what is important. He had, he had dunya's knowledge, but he had the knowledge of kitab also. He said, Before the blink of your eye, I will bring it to you. And the next moment he sees the throne is there. Where was the throne? In Yemen. Where it was hidden right in the crevices of the place. Well protected. He did not un dismantle it. He did not send it by Korea. And then it must be man uh, uh, assembled again. No. He just immediately, before, before the blink of an eye, this is this Qur'an Sharif. That knowledge, if we will acquire dunya's knowledge under Qur'an, today, now also, if we will venture in that way and not become stupid fools and follow technology and be impressed with technology, what we have been given, technology will hide its face. Uh, it won't have place to hide its face also. What Allah Ta'ala has given us. So this is where the Qur'an Sharif had. When she came now, he built a sheesh mahal for her. A glass palace that you can see from inside, outside. From outside you can't see inside. 
This was in the time of Sulaiman al-Islam. How long ago? And what Allah had given her? So he told her, I built this palace for you. Enter your palace. And he made it such a way that it was built on a lake of water. And also to cross it, to reach there, there were rivers, uh, little streams flowing. So when she wanted to go, she started lifting her trouser, that it mustn't get wet with the water. So he said, no, no, udkhuli sarah, that you enter this palace here which I have made, and you don't have to lift up your trousers, they won't get wet. There is a glass bridge over it. And that glass bridge was made of such thin and fine glass, that you couldn't make out that the glass is there. So fine and so thin that she, she thought she's be going to be walking in the water. And so strong, with so thin and so fine glass, so strong that when she walked across, it didn't break also. Maulana was just explaining to me, China built something and that uh, with so thick glass, and in one masjid, one hotel in Medina Sharif, they also built something like that. And that glass is cracked and it looks so, uh, so awkward today. But what Sulaiman? So this is knowledge of deen. And knowledge of dunya, when it's under the knowledge of deen, this is what it produces. Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah ta'ala, he made dua to Allah. Rabbi habli mulkal. La yambaghi li ahadim min ba'di. Oh Allah, give me such a government and such a country that I, can, I rule. And he ruled over the whole world. One of the four people whom Allah gave the, uh, the honor of ruling the whole world. They were the kings of the world. He, he said that, and nobody must have a government like me after me. Allah gave him such a government, he controlled the winds also. He controlled, the, he knew the language of the birds and the animals also. Jinnat also, where can technology bring all that? Where can technology tell us the language of the birds and the language of the animals? But with this till today, if we will venture in this way, Allah will bring all that. When dunya's knowledge will be under deen, under Quran and Hadith, this is what Allah will give us till today. So anyway, so Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah gave him this great country. And Allah gave him the control of the winds also. And he used to fly in the winds with his throne. His throne, a throne is not like a chair like this. Big throne. And with all the people, all his courtiers who are there, all of them also. And even animals, they used to fly. From Baytul Muqaddas, he used to go and make Zohar Namaz in Yemen. And then make Qailula. And from there he should travel and he should go to Kabul by the night. And make Isha Namaz in Kabul. So what, uh, what Allah had given him. And he needed no place, uh, uh, landing, uh, airport where you land. And where they, the traffic control of the air. That this plane is coming, this plane, this plane must be at this level, height, and this one must be at this light, this one must take this route, nothing. Wherever he wanted to land, he would land. One person from the ground saw Sulaiman salam, with all his kingdom and all his entourage, they are flying in the air. He said, Subhanallah. Allah conveyed it immediately to Sulaiman salam. He landed immediately by that person. What did you say? That person got a shock. That uh, my, uh, what intelligence he had. 
immediately it was informed to Sulaiman Salam. So he said, well, I didn't say anything. He said, no, you said something. What did you say? Subhanallah. What to, that, what a kingdom Allah has given Sulaiman Salam. Sulaiman Salam made it clear to him that see, your Subhanallah is more superior than all me flying in the air and the entourage. That deen is most superior. Dunya's knowledge and dunya's achievements are inferior. They are low if that yaqeen comes in our heart. Today, just my car, I'm driving a more better car. One time, just when cell phones had come out, we were traveling with our share. And the driver of the car, a very close associate of share, and he, had a t- he was the only one who had a cell phone at that time. And when the phone came or he made a call, then he stretched himself out and he's speaking. Hazrat watched everything. Hazrat said, no problem, you use the phone, you use it as a nest, but just you're stretching and speaking like, you know, a big shot. And I'm somebody great, I got a cell phone, nobody else got a cell phone. Hazrat said, this is what is wrong. So this year, that we don't get impressed, we use this dunya, but we don't get impressed with it. That is, but today, unfortunately, I just drive a better car, I got a better phone, I upgrade my phone, oh, now I'm somebody, now I got this, now I got that, and we become so stupid, I wear, uh, I, I wear half socks, and I think I'm smart now, eh? and half socks, and I pay more money for half socks than full socks, and uh, it's not that I haven't got money, I haven't got brains, my brains are all gone. And I pay more money for, uh, for patched jeans. And I pay more money for torn jeans than prepared. If you haven't got money, go and buy your clothes in a second hand shop. But now I go to the top brand shops in the, in the top, top, uh, super, supermarket, uh, the shopping areas, sh- uh, shopping malls and that. And the top shops, and I go and pay more for torn jeans and for patched jeans. Hey, where our prints are gone? We pay so much for brand names. What is a brand name? Allahu Akbar. But we pay so much. For fashion we pay. What is fashion? And we will pay so much money. Allah have mercy on our women also. They are drowned in their fashion. And drowned in their brand names. Everything brand name. Everything fashion. For us one fashion. Fashion of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi And the fashion of simplicity. And the fashion of practicality. Everything practical. Not that you, we put in just because they got uh, mats in the, in the bathroom. We also put. And then we slip on it and break our neck and break our back. They put artificial flowers in the toilet. No smell also from there. But because they got it, we must. We had to be leading them. Not that we are following them. Today we made our condition that the seeing people are following the blind people. Monday morning on the, tra- on the freeway, very busy traffic. And a seeing person tells a blind person, you take me across the uh, freeway. A blind person, how? He can't see himself, where is going to take you? Today we are the walking people, young people, energetic, jumping. And we ask a paralyzed person, you must carry me. How can a paralyzed person carry a person who is young and... But today these people who are blind, who are paralyzed, who got strokes, who got every deficiency in them, who are in zulmat and darkness, and the Muslims who have got light. And they are the people, Kuntum khayra ummatin, ukhrijat lin nas, ta'muruna bil ma'roof, 
وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You people, how can you follow this? When they go for their walks in the morning uh, or in the late afternoon with their dogs and when the dog wants to urinate, they will stand with other behind the dog. Until the dog hasn't finished its, uri- uh, its urinator, they will respect it. So they made the dog their imam. They are down, they are animals, forget about them. We are following them. We are following those people who have made dogs their imams, we made them our imams. If we did not have an imam, we could be perhaps justified. But still we couldn't be justified to make such people our imams. And when we got Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهُ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ We have got what a Nabi, the greatest Nabi. And then we go and follow these people and we make our parties like them and we make our birthday parties and we give it a theme, Halloween, eh, witches. And Parda woman, our Parda woman, on that occasion they dress like witches. A Muslim woman, Parda woman dressing like a witch. Where can it be even ever be thought about? But unfortunately it is happening. Hey, and yeah, or in Saudi, the amount of money they are spending on this Halloween and all this witch business and all other things, all funny uh, themes they have for every occasion and all the other evils, Mother's Day and Father's Day and Valentine's Day, all this they made us stupid people. Hey, and But we are following like blind people. We don't think a little bit for ourselves also. Who we are and what direction we should be going. We are just going with the wind. We are just going with the flow. We are people who had to turn the flow. A mu'min is the one who goes against the flow. Not one who goes with the flow. That the world, badal islamu gharibah, fasayoudu ilal gharabah, fatuba lil gharabah. But Muslims are those people who are the different people. And that they will lead people to the righteousness. Not let them go in the wrong direction. Allah gave us that. So Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam, what an aeroplane Allah gave him. And how he traveled. What a kingdom Allah gave him. How he controlled the birds and the animals, the jinnat also. And so this is what we will get. If we go further back, we see even... The time of Idris alayhi salatu wasalam. He was the Nabi whose actual name is Akhnukh alayhi salatu wasalam. He was known as Idris because he should give a lot of dars of the, of the Zabur, of the Kitab. He should teach. And he had great students that he had produced. Great pious students. Great ulama they were. And they were very pious also. He used to teach. He was the person, Allah taught him the numerals, one, two, three, till zero, Allah taught him. It isn't invented by man. And till today, these numerals are known as the Arabic numerals. The Arabs gave it also to the West. They inherited from Idris, alayhi salam, and they gave it. And without one, two, three, till zero, you won't, you won't solve any problem in maths, in geometry, in algebra, or anything. That one, two, three works great wonders which Allah had taught to Idris alayhi salam. Allah taught to Idris alayhi salatu wasalam the wheel. The wheel was not invented by man. 
It was taught by, by Allah Ta'ala. And without the wheel, the world will come to a grinding halt. Our jets can't fly if there aren't wheels on them. Our cars won't be able to move. Our trains won't move. Nothing will happen. And not long ago, our watches had how many wheels in them? The flywheel, the big uh, wheel, and all that, and that made the watch move. And till today, the wheel, and it is from Idris, alayhi salatu wasalam. It isn't we are thinking this technology gave us this. We gave to technology. Eh? And we are the ones, and we are also under the, uh, this illusion, under the misconception that the people of this technology, they are feeding the people. They are starving the people. When there is a surplus of food, they go and dump it in the sea. Just to keep the prices of the farmers, just to keep the prices right. And when these people, with all their technology, they are doing the greatest harm to mankind. The amount of waste which is in the aeroplane when they are serving their food. Once they give you your tray of food, if you don't touch it also, it goes in the dustbin. In the hotels, the amount of food that goes for waste, they won't think of the poor, they can't give it to the poor. But it has to be wasted. This is what the technology. And what Islam has given to Muslims, how to look after the poor and the needy throughout the world. So this is what we have got, but unfortunately we are blind to it. We don't understand what our value is, what we, what we are, who we are and what we are supposed to be doing. So, so anyways, Idris alayhi salam, Allah had given. When Adam alayhi salam came in this world, he came from Jannah, everything ready found, all his meals ready on that time. When he came in this dunya for making one roti, he needed 360 items. Like for example, now we got a tower, you need a stove. For the stove you need so many things. You need a rolling pan and you need so many more things to make that one roti. Adam salam need, need a 300. Who taught him? وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا Allah taught Adam والسلام, the names of everything and the effects of it also. It is from Allah Ta'ala. It's not from atheists. It's not from the scientists. It's not from technology. All this, and we, we don't know. Our treasure we got, and others are boasting uh, to us what they, what they stole from us. And now they're boasting about to us that we have got this, and we have achieved this. No, Allah gave it to us. It's our, uh, it's our capital. It's what we possess. It's what we own. But we became blind of the whole thing. And they took over everything. Like a person who is living in a beautiful mansion. Maulana is putting me like the Hafiz. And he got stuck. So he gave him Luqma Alif Lam Mim Zalik Al Kitab. Start with the whole Quran again. So anyway, Adam alayhi salatu was salam. Allah for, for, to make his roti. He needed 360 items. And Allah taught him all those things how to do. Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam till today an impossible thing. And till today we got a good friend in America, a lawyer, who writes regularly. And he wrote the people of science and technology are baffled till today how a ship floats on the water. And how Allah made it, Allah Ta'ala says, Oh no, you make the shab be ayunina. Our supervision. 
We are going to supervise how you make that shrub. Otherwise mankind would never have ever been able. Technology can try and boast and lie to us and tell us we have done it. Allah Ta'ala taught Adam Alayhi Salaam and that whole big shrub with the containers in it, with the passengers in it and it floats on water. An impossible thing and they are baffled till today. How does a shrub, today you take a pebble and you put it in the water, it goes down. It won't float on the water. Anything. And how Allah Ta'ala has made it that it stays on the water. So all this knowledge is from Allah Ta'ala. And all this knowledge when we acquire it is permissible dunya's knowledge. Under the knowledge of Quran and Hadith. Then we'll see the barakat. And when we take out Quran and Hadith, we take out Allah from the equation. And we get impressed with this technology. We are getting impressed with things people stole from us. And now they are boasting about our things. Uh, that is how we have lost it completely. Allah guide us. And till today, any of our children who are going from kindergarten, from preschool, primary. Once in Malawi we were traveling and on the side of the street we saw an advert that your child, that uh, they've got a school that as soon as the child is born, they will accept the child. So the mother is deprived of the, of the bringing up the child. That is another very important subject of motherhood. Motherhood is the greatest, one of the greatest positions in Islam. Nabi Ali Salatu Wasalam referred to a mother and a woman who looks after the house as her jihad. As the man gets the reward of jihad on the battlefield, she stays at home and looks after her. In America now they had a meeting of all the previous presidents who are still alive and all the army generals and all. Colin Powell was made the head of this, the, uh, the, uh, the, the main person to discuss that quarter of their youngsters are lost cases. Because the mothers left them, mothers went to work. And they forgot the most important work of rearing the child, of bringing up the child. And those children, those quarter of America's population, they're going to be a big problem. And now they want to put them by mothers who are not their mothers. And their own mothers, they put them in the business place, in the factory, on the factory floor, on the business floor, in the shops. This is how wrong they have gone. And we are following in that way. For them, they are animals. Leave them. Leave them. But we as Muslims, where are we going in that direction? We have to think what we have to do. So if our children are attending these places, it's the greatest fault of the parents, mother and father, to make sure we undo. Like on our computer we work and we made a mistake. We undo it, we uh, delete it. That all the wrong what they have taught the children about Darwin's theory, about Big Bang theory, now about homosexuality and all this other filth and dirt, it's the parents' duty to undo that. And if they, and children are also more smarter than us. They cover up. One friend of ours just wrote when he was about eight years, a madam, a lady, non-Muslim, she came in the class and she wrote God, G-O-D. Then she wrote, Nauzubillah, dog, D-O-G. She reversed the words of God. And she said that last night I forgot to lock my doors, but my dog protected me. 
What my God can do, my dog do not Now of their children, none of them went home and told their parents, this is what happened today at school. Eh? And those children, how many of them are impressed with that? And it sits in your mind. How many things we all know, which happened in our childhood, it's sitting there in our mind. And we are impressed with it. If it is not, the wrong things are not removed. That's why the company of good people send our children to righteous people, to pious people. And whatever will sit in their mind is going to benefit. But when they go to these type of places and this is what they are getting, what will happen of their children? So it is our duty to remove it. Second, it is that we don't send them there. We can do homeschooling. And there are many people in the world who are doing homeschooling. But even in that, it is our duty to check what is being still taught. Many places they are still just taking from the syllabus of the other schools. And they are just putting it now in the Islamic form. But it's the same thing that is in a different garb. And now it is just in a suitable, acceptable garb. But it is the same filth and dirt. And then the next stage is those people who are concerned of the Muslims of the dunya to make sure that we establish our schools, our universities where dini talim will take place. And under dini talim, dunya talim. And then see the barakat of this dunya talim, where we will reach. But that also with that conviction and yaqeen that dunya talim is inferior. The superior thing and only thing is Qur'an and Hadith, the knowledge of deen. Then see what, so that is not our duty. Those people who are running Darul Ulooms or who are running the Makatib, let them carry on doing their work. Like many people tell Tabligh Jamaat, so many years Tabligh Jamaat, how many Muslims did you make? Tabligh Jamaat's work is not to make Muslims. You, you are it, so you make your jamaat and go and make non-Muslims Muslim. Let them, they're doing a fantastic job. Getting Muslims back on track, back, back on line. Leave them, let them do what they are doing. They're doing a fantastic job. Don't interfere with them. You want to work in the non-Muslims, by all means, nobody is stopping you. You start your association, you start your anjuman, and you work in the non-Muslims. So those who are engaged in dini work, leave them to do their dini work. You are worried of the dunya of the Muslims, you start. And you bring your that dini, that dunyawi education under Quran education. And then see the barakat which will be in there. May Allah give us this proper understanding and work in this correct way. And it is our faras from our children. Once in the Darul Ulum we wrote a little kitab about uh, uh, this uh, Darwinism and all that. We gave it to a university student of Azadwal. Just check it if there are any corrections, any improvements we can make. When he read it, he says, but I believe that we are from monkeys. That was his belief. So he's got kufr in him. If he dies in that condition, he's going to Jahannam. And he goes in, uh, he makes namaz also. And he goes in jamaat also. But with that kufr belief. Once on one of our suffers in one country town, we went one person, a very regular five-time namazi. And a very parban and a very nice, pleasant person doesn't interfere with anyone's business, just does his own thing. He asked me a question, he said, Maulana, that uh, isn't it that uh, Allah t- commands us to do good and Allah has the power for us to do good. And that shaitan, 
He commands us to do evil and He's got power to do evil. Let us do evil. Which is one of the wrong uh, sects in Islam who believe that there are two gods, a god of good and a god of evil. So if a person has that wrong, and he's making five times namaz, and he's got this wrong belief in him, how many of us are sitting with wrong beliefs about Allah Ta'ala, about Akhirat, and if we die in that condition, what will be our condition? We are not concerned of our iman. Our shops, we are worried of the smallest thing. Why one tap in the house, there mustn't be a leak, the washer must be changed. The one switch is not working, it must be fixed up. But our iman, we're not worried. We just take it for granted, I'm a Muslim and I'm going to Jannat. We are all Jannatis and we're going to Jannat. It isn't like that at all. Our actions, what we are. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, when she passed away, somebody addressed the Qabr and said that Fatima bint Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam is coming into you. You show your kindness and goodness to her. Fatima Sayyidatun Nisai Ahlil Jannah. Queen of the people of Jannah. The Qabr replied and said, I don't see Nisbat connection. Whose daughter and who? I see Iman and Amal. What your Iman is and what your Amal. Today I'm the son of so and so. My, my father is a great Maulana. My grandfather was this and that one was that. That won't be seen in the Qabr. What our Iman is and what our Amal, we will be checked by that. So we have to correct ourselves in these matters. And it is a matter of urgency. Not a matter that now we'll make namaz, we'll go and eat, we'll talk a bit and make jokes and that, and everything is forgotten. A person goes to doctor's surgery. And when he's in the surgery, doctor told him, you must go for these blood tests. Do these tests here. And uh, get this medication. He comes in the waiting room. He meets an old friend of his. Oh buddy, how are you? Long time I didn't meet you. No blood test he does now. And no medicine he gets. And he expects to get better. You have to do now what doctor told you. So when we have listened to the bayan, the speaker himself is first in need. Every one of us are in need. It's not just a matter that to pass time. Or just the barakat of heaps of Qur'an we are completing. But it is a matter of bringing this in, reflecting and bringing it in our lives. May Allah give us all tawfiq, inshallah. We'll make little bit zikr and then the completion of the heaps, inshallah. Read Durood Sharif, inshallah. Allahumma salli Sayyidina Muhammad. Wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad. Mubarak wa sallim. दिल मेरा हो जाए एक मैदान हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिल दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल हो दर्द दिल गैर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर तू ही तू आए नजर देखो जिधर لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم لا إله إلا الله 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 
نام لیتے ہی نشا سا چھا گیا ذکر میں تاثیر دور جام ہے وعدہ آنے کا شب آخیر میں صبح ہی سے انتظار شام ہے اللہ جل جلالہ تعالی شانہ اللہ 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 یا اللہ یا رحیم یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم یا اللہ یا رحمان یا رحیم یا غفور یا رحیم یا حلیم یا کریم یا ستار یا غفار یا رزاق یا شافی یا غفور یا ودود اللہ خیر اما یشرکون لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ الہم اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تعالی علیہ وسلم یا رب صلی وسلم دائما ابدا علی حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہم یا رب صلی وسلم دائما ابدا علی حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہم یا رب صلی وسلم دائما ابدا علی حبیبک خیر الخلق کلہم Now we'll have the completion of the Qur'an Sharif and what, what we try to explain, keep that in mind. What a great, this completion of the Qur'an is that great ulum, which if we will observe it in the correct way, where won't we reach? This uh, technology and science will have to hide, they won't have place to hide their faces. They won't know which to where in the ground to go and hide themselves. If this great knowledge of Qur'an, not only the hips, but the reality of come, comes into us, and if we want to have the dunya's knowledge, under the Qur'an Sharif we have it, and see what it will deliver and give us, inshallah. We say, Jazakallah khairan to Hazrat Mawlana. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala keep him with afiyat, sihat, salamat, and keep his shadow over us for many, many years. And importantly that Allah Ta'ala grant us the understanding and the tawfiq to practice upon whatever has been said. Respected brothers and elders, we have come to the highlight of tonight's program, the Hifzul Quran Khatam. Two students will be completing their Hifz. And as we had heard many times before, this is not just the culmination of one Khatam. But many Khatams of Quran that will be taking place, the student of Hifz 
each page of the Quran, each sabak that he reads, not just once but many many times. One is he learns it in madrasa in the afternoon, then he goes home and he reads it in the evening again. Before he sleeps he is memorizing it, then in the morning he reads it, he comes to the ustad and he reads it as well. So many many times the same page, the same sabak is being recited. Tonight is the culmination of all of that, undoubtedly a very blessed and auspicious occasion. The first, before, before we call the students, we would like to request the parents of the students and the Asatiza as well to come to the front, inshallah. It is a very joyous occasion for the fathers especially, and not to forget the mothers at home as well. All their qurbani, the effort, the sacrifice that has gone into the Hizul Quran khatam. Inshallah, the first student to be qualifying is Hafiz Muhammad Yusuf Hansa, the son of our brother Shoaib Hansa of Musgrave. Hafiz Muhammad Yusuf completed his hibs in Madrasa Hamidul Quran, initially under the Ustad Hafiz Shoaib Sheikh, and finally completing under our Hazrat Mufti Yusuf Desai Sahib Dawn Barakatuh. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن المتقين في ظلال وعيون وفواكه مما يشتهون كلوا واشربوا هنيئا بما كنتم تعملون إنا كذلك نجزي المحسنين ويل يومئذ للمكذبين كلوا وتمتعوا قليلا إنكم مجرمون ويل يومئذ للمكذبين وإذا قيل لهم اركعوا لا يركعون ويل يومئذ للمكذبين فبأي حديث بعده يؤمنون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام 
ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين الذين يؤمنون بالغيب ويقيمون الصلاة ومما رزقناهم ينفقون والذين يؤمنون بما أنزل إليك وما أنزل من قبلك وبالآخرة هم يوقنون أولئك على هدى من ربهم وأولئك هم المفلحون أولئك هم المفلحون صدق الله العظيم The second student to qualify is Hafiz Muhammad Baila, the son of Hafiz Imran Baila, originally of Escort, currently of Impangeni. And he qualified or completed his hymns under the Ustad Mulana Suleiman Qadir Saab, who is currently the Imam of the Hillcrest Masjid. Hafiz Muhammad, together with completing his hymns, has also started his Alim course in Madrasa Hamidiya under Mulana Mutala Saab. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم مثل الذين اتخذوا من دون الله أولياء كمثل العنكبوت اتخذت بيتا وإن أوهن البيوت لبيت العنكبوت لو كانوا يعلمون إن الله يعلم ما يدعون من دونه من شيء وهو العزيز الحكيم وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس وما يعقلها إلا العالمون خلق الله السماوات والأرض بالحق إن في ذلك لآية للمؤمنين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولله الحمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولله الحمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس 
accept these khatams and make the hufaz for ambassadors of the Quran Sharif in every sense of the word inshallah respected brothers and elders before we ask us to make dua this one point for us to take note of whenever we attend the Hifzul Quran khatam many a times even those who have completed the Hifz many years prior to this they are envious of those hufaz that are qualifying and we also look upon the parents the fathers with envy these are the occasions where we make niyat and intentions for our children and grandchildren as well that one day they also will qualify he will also memorize the Qur'an Sharif and become those who will truly uphold the deen of Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala inshaAllah. And dua is not a formality. It's not a vote of thanks. It's a ibadat. We have to ask Allah. So let us turn our attention to Allah and we beg Allah for His favors, inshallah. Allahumma lakal hamd kama yambaghi li jalali wajhika wa azimi sultanik. Allahumma la nuhsi thanaan alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik. Ya hayyu ya qayyum. برحمتك نستغيث اللهم إني أسألك بأني أشهد لا إله إلا أنت الأحد السمد الذي لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد منا ولك الشكر فضلا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وانزله المقد المقرب عندك يوم القيامة اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد النبي وازواجه امهات المؤمنين وذريته واهل بيته كما صليت على ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد جزا الله عنا سيدنا محمد بما هو اهله اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل وسلم وبارك عنهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله واصحابه وازواجه وذرياته واهل بيته وامته اجمعين كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم صل على روح سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في الارواح وصل وسلم على قلب سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في القلوب وصل وسلم على جسد سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في الاجساد والله وصل وسلم على قبر سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في القبور ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت ارحم الراحمين وانت خير الغافرين لا اله الا انت سبحانك اني كنت من الظالمين واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين استغفر الله العظيم الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه اللهم انت ربي لا اله الا انت خلقتني وانا عبدك وانا على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعت اعوذ بك من شر ما صنعت ابوء لك بنعمتك علي وابوء بذنبي فاغفر لي فانه لا يغفر الذنوب الا انت اللهم اما امسينا اللهم امس بي من نعمه او باحد من خلقك فمنك وحدك لا شريك لك فلك الحمد ولك الشكر اي خدائي بندرا رسوامكن كربدا من من سر من بيدامكن اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والاكرام سمعنا واطعنا غفرانك ربنا واليك المصير ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنا وفي الاخره حسنا وقنا عذاب النار 
لا اله الا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم والحمد لله رب العالمين نسالك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمه من كل بر والسلامه من كل والسلامه من كل اثم لا تدع لنا ذنبا الا غفرته ولا هما الا فرجته ولا مريضا الا شفيته ولا مسافرا الا بلغته ولا مبتلا الا عافيته ولا ضالا الا هديته ولا مسافرا الا بلغته ولا حاجه من حوائج الدنيا والاخره الا يسرتها وقضيتها يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اقسم لنا من خشيتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومتعنا باسماعنا وابصارنا وقوتنا ما حييتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل ثارنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا اكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا غايه رغبتنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يرحمنا ولا يخافك فينا اللهم اني اعوذ بعفوك من عقابك واعوذ برضاك من سخطك واعوذ بك منك جل وجهك لا نحصي ثناء عليك انت كما اثنيت على نفسك اللهم اني اسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره اللهم تفضل علينا بفنون الالاء مع استحقاقنا بافانين الاقاب اللهم استر عوراتنا وامن روعاتنا اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وتكفل برضا خصومنا اللهم ارضنا وارض عنا اللهم انس وحشتنا في قبورنا اللهم ارحمنا بالقران العظيم واجعله لنا اماما ونورا وهدى ورحمه اللهم ذكرنا منه ما نسينا وعلمنا منه ما جهلنا وارزقنا تلاوته انا الليل وانا النهار واجعله لنا حجه يا رب العالمين اللهم ارزقنا القران واجعله لنا وتخلطه وتخلطه بلحم ودم وسمع وبصر وتستعمل به جسدي بحولك وقوتك فانه لا حول ولا قوه الا بك اللهم اللهم اجعل القران ربيع قلوبنا ونور ابصارنا وجلاء احزاننا وذهاب حمومنا وقائدنا وسائقنا الى جنات النعيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا 
O oh Allah, grant us the true knowledge of Qur'an Sharif. O oh Allah, the true knowledge of what we need for dunya. O oh Allah, accept this khatmi Qur'an from the students, O oh Allah, and from all who have completed in the world till today, and all who are learning and will be completing till Qiyamah, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, accept from them, accept from their families, O oh Allah. Their parents have sacrificed so much. The families have sacrificed so much, except from the Asatiza, O oh Allah. The Asatiza have made great sacrifices, O oh Allah. Except from all those people who contribute towards this cause, O oh Allah. Give everyone a full share, O oh Allah. Give the whole, whole Ummah a full share in the completion of this Qur'an Sharif. O oh Allah, by the great barakat of this completion, O oh Allah, decree and declare for us our deliverance from the fire of Jahannam, O oh Allah, that our Iman and Islam stay stable and firm, O oh Allah. Grant us afiyat and salamati in all our matters, O oh Allah. Grant us all good health and all goodness in every direction, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, let the number of hip students and the number of the hips classes and all deeni ta'aleem increase in the world. Accept it all, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, dunya's education, give it to us in the correct method, O oh Allah. And O oh Allah, put it under the, the Mubarak uh, guidance of the Qur'an and Hadith, O oh Allah. Give us the barakat of Qur'an and Hadith, O oh Allah. Save us from the secularism, O oh Allah. Save us from this atheism, O oh Allah. Save us from all this lesbianism and all these, uh, all the terrible sins which are being, uh, which are being promoted in different ways. Save the Muslims, O oh Allah. Open our blind eyes, O oh Allah. Let us see the truth and reality, O oh Allah. You made us akra, you made us uh, the best of creation, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, let us realize our position. Let us not become like animals and worse than animals, O oh Allah. Let us guide the people of the world to righteousness, O oh Allah. Let us not follow them in their evil and in their wrong ways, O oh Allah. Guide and grant every one of us the best of deen, dunya and akhirat, O oh Allah. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ما شاء الله لا قوة إلا بالله الحمد لله الذي بنعمته تتم الصالحات سبحان الله وبحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات 
وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير سبحان ربك رب العزة 